You there, Rebbe? Okay. Yeah, we're up to Daf Zayin Amad Aleph. Um, we are at the two dots, two-thirds of the way down. Today's Daf is Daf Zayin, and we tried getting a little bit ahead to make up for uh, the missed day of, of the Tisha B'Av. Um, so let's see, let's see how far we get. We're at the two dots. Omar Rav. Yeah, Rav says. Okay. So here we go. A lot of uh, fascinating mathematical equations as well. Continuing on on this topic that we started yesterday of math being a chachma al Um So let's go. Yep, two, two-thirds of the way down of Zion Omod Aleph. We said in the Mishnah, we learned yesterday that we had a machaikas whether a sukkah needs two walls and a tafach or three walls and a tafach. Ultimately, we know we passed and it needs two walls and a tafach. The beginning of Daf Zion that we're on discussed what that tafach needs to look like. Okay? Do you just have one straight tafach and you're good? Do you need a whole churas hapesach until the tafach, making it like this third wall is a, is a doorway? Okay? Ultimately, what we paskin la halacha, halacha la is you need two walls of at least seven tafachim. The third connected wall could just be one tefach. Okay, that's how we paskin. And now, what the Gemara is going get, what the Gemara is going to focus on for the next while, is if two walls plus a tefach is considered sukkud in is considered an enclosure. Ready? Would that also suffice for an era for Shabbos? Let's say I, I'm sitting in an enclosure that has two walls and a tefach. Am I now a roof din to carry on Shabbos? This halacha of schach, of a sukkah, two and one being considered a protective, uh, a protective uh, uh, um, hut. What, what about when it comes to Elche Shabbos? Yeah? Fascinating conversation. So here we go. Omar, I think we changed it to Rabbah. Yep, Omar Rabbah. Rabbah says, V'chein l'Shabbos. And similarly, the halacha is on Shabbos as well. Two walls, one tefach is considered an enclosure. Migud avadayfin l'vinyan sukkah, avadayfin l'vinyan Shabbos. Okay? Migu. Yisoyed in Shabbos. Yisoyed in Shabbos. What is migu? Migu means since. Since. It's considered an enclosure for sukkah. We're automatically going to consider an enclosure for Shabbos. Now pause. In order to use this logic, it must be that sukkah is more machmir than Shabbos. It's harder to make an enclosure for sukkah. That has to be the underlying premise. That sukkah is harder. And since it's harder to make an enclosure for sukkah, and we still consider this an enclosure, ah, migu for sukkah, Alright? That's the assumption that, chum, that that sukkah is more machmir than Shabbos. Now, let's challenge that premise. Is it taka true that sukkah is more machmir than Shabbos that if Allah applies to sukkah should apply to Shabbos as well? So let's go. Eisvei Abai. Abai asks a challenging question on Rabbi. He says, one second. Do you say migu of Shabbos? The sukkah wall and the wall of a Shabbos outside him dissolves. Same thing. As long as you're not missing out on love, meaning as long as you have less than three tefach holes in between. So anything, uh, you know, in between the gaps of the wall. So each wall is going to be considered uh, completely closed. And when you surround yourself, it is a rishos hayachid. But there is a chumrah that Shabbos has over sukkah, which is on Shabbos, even if, follow along on this, even if you have lovud throughout, if ultimately you have more openings than wall, you got a problem. Masha'en came to sukkah, which is not true by sukkah. Sukkah, if I have one tefach, two and a half tefach opening, one tefach, one teva throughout the sukkah, kosher. I could use 15 lovuds, no problem. On Shabbos, that's not true. So asks Abaye, my love, let's keep reading, my love, is it not? Yesir Shabbos, the sukkah, a sukkah. Aren't we talking about Shabbos in a sukkah is more machmir than regular Hilcha sukkah? 
And we don't say migu. We're not going to say, oh, migu, that it's fine for sukkah, it should be good for Shabbos. We don't say that. Again, Shabbos sukkahs. Shabbos sukkahs. Listen closely. I have a sukkah where I have one tefach of wall, two tefach open. One tefach wall, two tefach open. Do I have more gaps than wall? Yeah. For sukkah, I'll be fine. Shabbos on sukkahs, all of a sudden, my sukkah is no longer kosher. Is that what you're going to tell me? Well, that means that sukkah is more machmer than Shabbos. And ask Sabaya, your whole premise, Rabbah, is based around Shabbos being more machmer. Over here, you see, it's not true. It's, thank you. It's based around sukkah being more machmer. Over here, you see, it's not true. We're going to be machmer on a, on a, on a sukkah, even on Shabbos. It says, Gemara, you say Shabbos the Alma al Shabbos the sukkah. Over, uh, that, what that halacha is talking about is regular hocha Shabbos is in general more machmer on Shabbos of sukkah. Okay? So, which means that a person on Shabbos sukkahs would be permitted to carry um, within the sukkah area, but only on that one Shabbos a year. So, as long as, here's the major, Gishmat, as it's huge. As long as, and not as long as, I'm sorry, let's rephrase that. Once or since it's considered a sukkah on sukkahs, all of a sudden that halacha makes it that even on Shabbos sukkahs, I'm allowed to carry. But on any other day of the, any other Shabbos of the year, where I don't have Hilchah's sukkah making this a kosher sukkah for me, Kavaldik, if I carry in that area, it's going to be Hil Shabbos. Uh, yeah, Yale says, no, no, no. And what do you mean, no, no, no? No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, you don't like this. No. You, you don't like that we're making differentiations within Shabbosim. So it doesn't override Shabbos. No, no. But listen here. Listen here. Yale Miller sits in a sukkah on Hanukkah. You get a mitzvah of sukkah. Yeah. You sit in your suk- you, you sit in your sukkah on, on, on Shabbos Hanukkah. No, no, so listen, I'm I'm explaining this far. I, I hear what's bothering you. What's bothering you is you need to qualify for Shabbos to be able to carry on Shabbos. And if you don't qualify for Shabbos, get out of here, right? That's good. So here's what I'm responding to you. If you sit in your sukkah on Shabbos Cholamoyed Shabbos Cholamoyed Hanukkah on Shabbos Hanukkah, you sit in your sukkah on Shabbos Hanukkah. Do you get a mitzvah of sukkah? Is it considered a sukkah? No, it's not a sukkah. A sukkah is only a sukkah on sukkahs. So listen to this. This is this svar. It happens to be Gishmak svar on sukkahs alein. We're built into Hilcha sukkah. Is that it's considered an enclosure? So now, on that Shabbos alone, it's considered an enclosure. But any other Shabbos where it's not, a, doesn't blive a sukkah, you can't say it's now enclosed. Because as far as regular, if you just look at the Shabbos itself, it ain't going to work. That's the svar over here. And if you don't like the svar, that's fine. You can hold like a bayi. You got big guns backing you up. Let's keep going. Frek the Gemara, the Gemara asks, if so, yeah, if it's true that we're going to make this discrepancy because of Migu. Listen, the Brysa should say that even a Sukkah Da'alma should make it a Sukkah uh, for Shabbos as well. The Ilu, because since Sukkah Da'alma by Tefach Seichek, by a regular Sukkah, you need the third wall to be a Tefach Seichek. Okay, now, like we learned earlier on the Daf, what we learned yesterday is if you have a little less than three tefachim off the wall and then a smiling tefach, an enlarged tefach right there, now I could use Labud to make it that I got like four tefachim over here. Vilu sukkah de Shabbos loy ba'i tefach seichi. But sukkah on Shabbos doesn't need a tefach seichi. Vesagi v'lechi. All you need is a lechi. Without getting into the exact details, what, the, what Abai is going to respond is to, to Rabbah, nothing doing. We do find very often that just because something blibes is given a status at one point of the year does not mean it necessarily transfers over. And you, 
Rabbah, you agree. You're the one who says, If you put schach on top of a mavoi that has a lechi going across, it is kosher. So why don't we say migu over here, the same, say, the, according to you, that you want to use migu, you want to say sins, uh, so you should give the same migu over here, right? And we should say that once something has a status of Shabbos, it should have a status of sukkah too. Why do you need a tapach saichet? Says the Gemara, what will Rabbah say back? The, that Brisa didn't even mention it because once you say migu, and we say since you find something by a more kula, a more lenient issue, it also is going to extend to a more machmir, a more stringent issue. How much more so will it extend? What Rabbah is responding to Abaye is Abaye is asking, I, that other Bryce also, we should have said Migu. And we don't. Says Rabbah, yes, we do. We just don't need to say it. Because once you say Migu from, from a Kula to a Chumra, we'll know that a Migu extends from Kula to Chumra as well. Beautiful. Ultimately, each one sticking to their guns. I'm assuming that Yale's sticking with Abaye. All right, you're sticking with Abaye, Rabbi Yale. Yeah, absolutely. I've, all, all day, all day. All right, here we go. Fine. Bottom line of Zion Amud Aleph. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Amar Rabbah. Rabbah says, we now turn to the top of Zion Amud Beis. Person puts chach on top of a mavoy that has a lechi, it is kosher. Let's remind ourselves, what's a mavoy? A mavoy is two parallel uh, two uh, two parallel walls that are open uh, on both ends across the middle, and you lay a lechi across, um, and and then you lay out tzach. That is going to be considered a wall. Now let me ask you a question: A kosher sukkah. Where's where's the third wall? Is it the lechi? The kair is inside. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So says the so ultimately, what do you have? Really, you only have. Two full walls, and we're looking at the lechi as if it's wall number three. V'omar Rabba, and Rabba says, The same thing is true when you're Masakit, we became familiar with Pasi Birais in Erevin, where when you have a well, and you put a 90 degree corner around each part of it, so do I have any full enclosure over here at all? No, it's really all open, except I have a tefach working in each direction, and I lay out tzach, on top, that's okay. Okay? Now, says the Gemara, and I need Rabbah to teach me all these halachas. Which halachas? Let's remind ourselves what three halachas we just said. We just said the halacha that a third wall of a sukkah could be a tefach and it's considered enclosed for Shabbos as well. That big chiddush of Rabbah that Yale doesn't like. Halacha number two is that the lechi can be wall number three of a mavoy, and that pasi birais, you could lay out schach, and we look at the corners as if each one is a wall of a sukkah. Okay, those are three halachas. Says the Gemara, Kutricha. Rabbah has each one of these ideas have its own unique chiddush. How so? Let's go. If Rabbah would have only told me the halacha that if you put out a lechi by a mavoy and then you psiche al gabav, it's okay. I would say, well, over there, it's a valid sukkah. Bottom line is, you got two uh, proper measurement walls. But by the 90 degree tfachim on each corner, is there any complete walls anywhere? No. So I would say by you don't have two proper walls. I would say that you can't lay out tzachim. And if we, he would have only told me the halacha that tzachim on top of tzachim is okay, I would say Mishum shame Arba Defanas. Bottom line is, you've got four corners covered and, and a, a start of a wall jutting out in every direction. You don't have the name of Arba Defanas anywhere. I would say is not good. If he would have told us the halacha of the Mavoy and the Pasi Birais, I would say. I would say that you only learn out this halacha because you have the more chamer dika halacha, i.e. Hilcha Shabbos, coming to be learned out from the lenient one. And we're saying, oh, if, if it's valid by the lenient one, by sukkah, 
certainly migu, it should apply to Shabbos as well. But to learn out from Sukkah to Shabbos, I would say it doesn't work. Now, what's that third halacha? Remember, the third halacha is that the, a tefach uh, seichik is valid for Shabbos as well. So that is learned out from Sukkah to now Hilcha Shabbos. You're learning out from Akula to Achumra. I would say, if he wouldn't have mentioned that, I wouldn't know that halacha. Therefore, Tzricha, Rabbah has to tell me all three halachas. Beautiful, Gavaldic, end of that sugya. Ultimately, Machleik Asabai and Rabbah. Okay? Uh-huh. Gavaldic. Okay. Two dots. What's the next halacha of the Mishnah? You thought... We were dealing with math. Get ready for this. Here we go. We're going to get into pi. Right? All right. So the halacha is, if there is more sun than shade in your sukkah, it is possible. Got it? More sun than shade in your sukkah, it's possible. What, how much schach is kosher schach? When I have more shade than sun. Now here's the question. Where's this shade coming from? What if I have 70% shade in my sukkah, 50% comes from my schach, and 20% is because the sun's on the side, so I'm getting some shade from my walls. What about them? Okay? We're getting into some fascinating discussions. In other words, or how about this? Let's talk about something else. As sun's rays go further away from the sun, they expand. So what happens if at the time that the sun comes through my schach, it's 50-50, but by the time it reaches the person in the schach, in the sukkah, it's now 60% sun and 40% shade. Because the, the rays expanded by the time it reached the people down below. How do you view it? The gavr or the chavtz? Right? How do you do this? There's some fascinating Kishmaka uh, discussions over here. Here we go. Says the Mishnah, says the if there's more sun than shade, it is possible. You know what has to give you majority shade? The schach, not the walls. Okay? It has to come from the schach. The says, No, it could be a combination. As long as where you're sitting, you end up with more shade than sun, your sukkah is kosher. Omar Rav, Yemar Barshlami, Meshmeda, Abai, Rav Yemar, Shazim, Abai, my time to Rabbeishu. Rabbeishu needs to be explained because according to the first way that you can't include the walls, that makes a lot of sense. Why is a sukkah called a sukkah? Because of schach. So the main thing is the schach. And we learned all the way back on Daf Beis. Right? Where do you need to get the shade from? The schach, not the walls. That was one of the reasons why you can't have a 20 Yamaha sukkah. So, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yishi is saying that even if he gets sun, uh, a shade from the walls that makes it valid, he needs a source. He's got to back himself up. My time with Rabbi Yishi. Dechsev, v'sakaisa ala aron es ha-parechis. And v'sakaisa, you should cover the aron with the parechis, with the covering. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Parechis mechitza. The parechis is making the mechitza, making the the separation, so to speak. Okay? Now, what's making the separation? So over here, we're dealing with actually the dividing curtain between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's a curtain dividing, but we're still using the word schach. You see that a mechitza, anything that's there to be used as a for a dividing purpose, also is in the league of schach. And therefore, you could be mitztarifit. You could kind of like join, as long as you have kosher schach, you kind of join the walls with it. Says the Gemara, virabonon, and, and uh, the rabbonon, what are they going to say? How are they going to learn up this book? And they say, no. Yeah, well, that's talking about the, uh, the parechas being used to look like uh, schach. Now, what does it mean to look like schach? It means like this. Says Rashi, all it means is that the curtain is not supposed to be straight. It's supposed to hang. It should be, it, it, it should be very clear that it's hanging and it shouldn't be straight like a wall. So it's not telling me that it's mamish like has a status as hach. It's letting me know the, 
I mean, how do you, um, well, what's the proper word? You know, how it's placed, the placement of, of um, the parachis. Okay. Amr Abai Abai says, Rabbi Ravisha Rabban Rabbi Shemim, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shemim, Rabbi Lozer, Rachir, Kulus, Viralo, Sicho, Sukkah, Diras, Keva, Be'inon. Everybody agrees that a sukkah needs to be a Diras, Keva. Okay? Now, this is fascinating. What does it mean, Sukkah, Diras, Keva, Be'inon? The reason why this is fascinating is because remember, we had the Pinder of Yehud on Daf Beis, who says that a sukkah is not allowed to be too permanent. But over here, this is, I mean, if you want to quickly look at Rashi, pretty much a little less down than the middle of the Yomud, Diras Keva, Rashi says. That a sukkah, it's like a little bit less than halfway down Rashi, that the, in order for a sukkah to be kosher, it, it can't be a joke. It's got to at least have enough stability to be similar to a house. That's how Rashi explains it. Okay? Now, Rebbe, Rebbe holds this is true. Now, we, we gave a whole list. Rebbe says this is true. Rebbe Yeshia says this is true. Rebbe Yehuda says this is true. Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Gamliel, Beishamai, Rebbe Eliezer, and Achir. All of them say that a sukkah has to have some shaykhis to the ability of being keva, being established. Rebbe, hang on, Rebbe holds this. Ketanah, we learned in the Raisa, Rebbe Yem, Rebbe says, Kol sukkah, Shemba, Arba Amas, Larba Amas, Psula. Yeah, it is. So anything less Arba Amas is not fit to be inhabited. And he says it's got to be at least four Amas. Must be, he holds it has to be worthy at least of, of uh, being established. And Rebbeishia is the opinion that which we said, okay, which is that um, you, uh, the, the walls need to be protective as well. The walls also function as Chach. Now, on a regular house, if your walls don't function as a divider, as a separation, that's not called walls. A person can't put up a roof without walls and say, oh, this is my house. You say, no, it's not. That's called a gazebo, right? Or a pergola, whatever they call it, right? It's not. It's just not. Rabbeishia says that walls need a function kind of, you know, to keep the sun out. So it means he needs a keva. Rebuda says less than 20 amas. I'm sorry, more than 20 amas is going to be kosher. Must be. He's got no problem with it being uh, keva. Reb Shimon argued on halacha lemaisa. The Chum said that you, three walls means two and a tefach. Reb Shimon said it means three and a tefach. Must be that Reb Shimon holds you need a stronger separation. And that's why you need an additional wall. Rev Gamliel, hey, no, Rev Gamliel, hold you need a diras keva. The tiny we learned in a brisa. on top of a wagon, or on top of a boat. Rev Gamliel, paisa over a bekiva machshir. A bekiva says it's not a kosher sukkah. A bekiva and Rev Gamliel says it's not kosher. Rev Gamliel says it is kosher. Why? Why does Rev Gamliel say it's not kosher? So we're assuming this is an assumption that if you're building a sukkah on a boat. It ain't going to last because the winds are very strong at sea. Same thing on a wagon. These things are temporary. You can't, yeah? You're not going to have a Chabad mobile run around with a, with a Menaira uh, 12 months a year. It could last eight days on top of the car, but 12 months a year, it ain't, right? So you, your sukkah can't, it's not going to last on a ship permanently. Ah, it could last for seven days. Rebbe Gomil says, still not kosher. So we're assuming the reason why he says not kosher is because that, you can't call that keva. Okay. Beishamai detanan. A person whose head and majority of their body is inside the sukkah, but their shulchan is inside the house. Why? We're assuming because Beishamai says that uh, you know you have to at least fit a table as well, or else it's not considered a keva. It's not considered like uh, functioning. Rebelezer at the time, Rebelezer also holds where uh, a source to Rebelezer holds you need a diras keva. A person makes his sukkah like a teepee, okay? Or he leans it against a wall. So his roof, he doesn't really have walls. He just takes schach, he cuts, cuts branches off a tree, and he leans them against the house. So you could say, oh, I'm sitting under a sukkah. I'm sitting under schach. I'm sitting under branches, right? Because they're leaning against the house. Rabbi says, no, that's not called, that don't like. Because those things on top of your head are called walls. 
It's not called the roof. The Chomim Machshir, the Chomim say it is, it is uh, kosher. Okay? Bottom line is that as long as, according to Rebbe Liazor, as long as you, you're sitting in something, like uh, let's give a teepee. Uh, let's take a case of a teepee. Where does the walls end? Where does the ceiling start? Where does the roof start? We don't know. The whole thing's on an angle. Says Rebbe Liazor, any time you can't ascertain, big word for me, yeah? You can't ascertain. You can't figure out exactly where, uh, what's considered the wall and what's considered the roof. It ain't going to be kosher. That's not considered, that's not considered keva. Okay? So you see as well, the opinion of Rebbe Liazor, that you need something that at least looks keva. Beautiful. Acherim. The um the okay acherim had no acherim hold you need a sukkah that is kabad the tiny one derives acherim ayimrim acherim says sukkah suya keshubach psula fascinating halacha if you have a sukkah that is made like a circle a shubach literally is a chicken coop but over here we're talking about a round sukkah not kosher you know why lefishein bazovyes there's no corners if there's no corners there's no walls you can't establish exactly where the walls are, and therefore, it's not like a bias. People don't live in a house that don't have identifiable walls. Zokta cherem, what's the, what's the understanding right here? Says acherem, it's not going to be kosher, we're assuming, because it doesn't, it doesn't identify as, uh, you know, it doesn't, you can't identify exactly where the wall is. Now, Omar of Yechina, once, we're going to pick on this idea of acherem, that Rabbi Ravinsky's, uh, uh, you know, giving some facial expressions about. So here we go. Amar of Yechon, says, one second. Sukkah, I see you get kivshon. When you have a sukkah that is made like a kivshon, a furnace. If you could fit in its circumference, the ability to seat 24 people. Now what we need to say right now, what we need to give off clear is that, an, we're going to show soon, an average person takes up one ama in their width. Okay? Every person takes up the space of an am. This is where we're going to get, we're, this is where we're going to get into some fascinating math. Says Rabbi Eichanan, if you have a sukkah made round like a furnace, and it's as long as you have in the airspace of the circumference the ability to have 24 people sitting around, which basically means 24 amos, kshira, that is big enough to be a sukkah. That is called a proper shear. Right? Until now, we've learned you need Zion al Zion by square. Yeah, when, when something is young. If you can't fit uh, 24 people inside the circumference, and keep listen very closely to the words we're saying, inside the circumference of the round, not where the walls are located. You need 24 people to be able to sit side by side inside of where those walls are, which is smaller, right? Because it's going to be smaller. Exactly, which means that it's, it's less space. So if you have 24 people sitting inside, that means that the walls of my sukkah actually are going to have to be a little larger than those 24, uh, than the, the space of those 24 people. Now, yeah, go ahead. Baravinsky so, is asking a starker question. All right? And he's saying like this. One second. When it comes to a square sukkah where you have identifiable walls, you need seven tvachim by seven tvachim by one tefach. Seven tvachim is a little bit bigger than one amma. Right? It's five or six tvachim to an am. We learned that from, from uh, the Beis HaMikdash, right? So why, by a round sukkah, are we demanding the airspace of 24 people? Starka question. So here we go. That's the Gemara's next question. Oh. Come on. Where is this coming from? It's beautiful. Right? Beautiful leader. doesn't make any sense. It mamish doesn't make sense. Where are you getting this from? Kerebi. Da'amar kol sukkah shein ba'aramas, ba'aramas so it's, it must be following the opinion of Rebbe, who says that you need a sukkah needs to be keva, gewalt, and in order for it to be keva, it's got to be four amas by four amas. And if that's, he's got, Rebbe's got the largest minimum shear, right? So now, let, now let's do some math. Four amas by four amas by four amas by four amas of Rebbe, yeah, gewalt. Does that mean, does that, let me ask you a question, just quickly, outside does that add up to 24? No, does not have 24 either, right? Yeah, 16. Same thing, come on, one second. Let's see over here. Gabra ba'amsa yasef. 
an average person takes up an amma of space. And we also know that any time you have something something where if you go from across one side of the circle to the other side of the circle, three tvachim, it's going to have the reichab, the width, the diameter is going to take up one tefach. Okay, when you go across. So betrays our sagi. So now you have 16. You're going to take that and say every time you have three, you're going to divide it. You're going to take off a whole quarter from it. Memela, how many people should have to sit there? 12 people. Not 24. How are you getting up to 24? Even if you're going to be following the larger, according to halacha lemaisa, like, like Rabbi Ravinsky is saying, no shaykhis. According to Rabbi Yehuda, where you start getting a little bit of shaykhis, even then you're doubling up. You're, you're demanding 24 people, and uh, it should only be 12. Let's turn to the top of tomorrow's dot. Says the Gemara. Oh, you know how this, how this figures out? Hanimili be'igula. Where we say that the round part, what we call the perimeter of a circle, is always going to be three times the width. That is by a complete circle. But if you square out that circle, you're now going to be adding even more. You're going to be adding more space. Now we have to explain right now, and the, the Gemara, if you look on the dot, it gives diagrams right here. Because look at diagram, the top diagram in the Gemara. You have the circle inside the square. So if you have 12 people sitting around the sukkah, it's sitting around the circle, and you add the square to the outside, I get how you can now be adding more people. I mean, we're still not going to get up to 24. But we can understand why if you square out the outside, you get more people. However, look at diagram number two, where the outside, where, where the circle is on the outside, and square off the inside, you're going to have even less. Okay? And that's what the Gemara is now going to challenge. Michti, let's see. When you have the circumference of a circle, and then you make a square around it, how much extra space you got? Revia. You're always going to add on one quarter. Okay? You're going to have to add on a fourth. So, how many Amas did we have before for the circle? Twelve. If we're going to square the outside, how many people, and we're going to add a quarter to twelve, so we're now up to 16. And it was still short of 24. 16. Quarter is 12. Yeah, you add another quarter to 12. Right, right but you, you basically what we do is, everyone's uh, asking to, to make it three. It's not, a, it's not a, a quarter of 12 because a quarter of, it basically, when you make the quarter, you, the, Total amount now becomes three quarters. Uh, Twelve okay. is three quarters of sixteen. Okay. okay, that additional right. quarter is moved to sixteen. Good, right. good clarification. Um, so now you should have sixteen amas for round circle. We're starting up to twenty-four. Says the Gemara, no. That's when the circle is inside of the square. But if you have a square. Inside of a circle, you're going to need more space for the circle. That's that's picture number two on the Yomud. Because now, like this, you have your square. Let's call that, you have, you have your square. To go around the square, you need to add, you know, I'm just picturing it with sports. My mind goes to sports. So you, somebody hits the ball. They start running around the diamond. When you're... When you want to go for a double, you're not going to go straight to first base and then on an exact angle to second base on the diamond. You round first and head around to second. And then you it's called rounding the base. Why are you rounding the base? Take the shorter way. You're going to lose speed. Can't do that, right? But ultimately, you're going to, it's like, it's like a, a trade-off. You're, you're giving up that you have to run more ground. At the same time, you're able to keep your speed, okay? When you go around corners, you're going to be adding to it, okay? So when you put the circle on the outside of the square, you'll be adding more space. Because you got to go around the corners. Says Gemara, okay, but still, let's see. Every ama of a square, 
Amsa utre chumsha ve'alachsuna. You have an amma and two fifths through that square. So this is actually a very, uh, this is a, a basic idea, very basic math. Let's pretend this paper that I'm holding, it is rectangle. Let's pretend it's a perfect square. And this is, this is, uh, fold it up. Open it up. Oh, that helps? A little better. A little better. I guess I fold it. Oh. Okay, let's pretend this is a perfect square. And I have one tapach, one tapach, one tapach, one tapach. From north east corner to the southwest corner is going to be one and two fifths of each side. So this is one tapach, this is going to be one and two fifths of a tapach. If this is one amma, it's going to be one and two fifths of an amma. So on and so forth. Okay? So says the Gemara. So if you're going to have one and two fifths, you end up with 16 and four fifths. Still, no matter how you cut it, this is the Gemara's basic question. Whether you want to tell me the circle is inside the square, whether the circle is outside the square, either you're ending up with 16 amas for the minimum measurement of a sukkah, or you're ending up with 16 and four fifths amas. For the minimum measurement of a sukkah. Either way, you ain't going to 24. We're still very short. So where's this opinion coming from for a for a for a uh, opinion? Says the Gemara, low duck. Don't be a duck. No, what does it mean like duck? It means we're not being exact. It's a little bit of an exaggeration. He said 24. He really means 16. They're 16 and four fifths. Yeah? <laughs> Sounds like a politician. Says the Gemara, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, here's the Gemara. Come on. You could say, I'm not being exact when you're, you know, an inch off. 30% off over here. You know, that's not like duck. Yeah, you're being a duck. No, let me explain. When he says 24 people, we assume each person takes up an amma. Oh, now we got to change that around. It's not each person takes up one amma. Two, uh, it's, it's every three people take up two amas. Meaning, meaning, every person takes up two-thirds of an amma. Right? Yeah. Everybody takes up two-thirds of an amma. So every two people now take up three amas. So let's do the math. Here we go. Kama Havalu. So if 24 people need to fit in the sukkah, 24 people, and every three take up two. 24 divided by three is eight. Here we go. So Shitzar. We now... Have uh, we now have sixteen? Anan shifts are nechichum shabinan, but we need sixteen and four fifths. And now that's where we say like duck about things. In other words, Rabbi Yechonon's opinion, where he says twenty-four people, this whole math that we're trying to figure out the whole time is each person takes up an amas. What's going on? He says no. Rabbi Yechonon holds that people are not that wise, and, and we know even halacha lemaisa. This is Shiloh, What an amma is? Is it a foot and a half? Is it is it two feet? Yeah, maybe, right? Is it a foot and a half? Is it two feet? Right? Even practically. So, t- two people, you, you, can, you can hear the, the difference, mamish lemaisa, where one person says an am is this, one says an am is that. Okay, you can hear that they're, they're a little bit off. Says the Gemara, one second. Okay, so now it's really, you need a sukkah 16 and 4 fifths. Focus for a minute. According to the math, you need a sukkah that's how big? 16 and 4 fifths. What did he say? 16. One second. We said, oh, it's a problem. He said, oh, lay duck. But what's he not being exact about? The last four-fifths. He basically left it out. Really, you need a sukkah that's 16 and four-fifths amma around the circumference, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right? There's four amas. What do you say? You need 16. You know what he just did? He was not being exact, but he was also making people, according to his word, people are going to make puzzle sukkahs. Because let's say I do make a 16 amma sukkah now, it's not good. Says the Gemara, Amor Darmina like Dak Lechumras. Oftentimes people aren't exact to be machmir. You need 16 of Orphis, I said it's 17. Right? I just had that in the car today. I took oh, taking the kids on a trip. One of the kids says, What time is it? So another kid said, It says it's it's 2 30. Somebody's like, No, it says 2 29. The other kid said the same thing. Okay, is this 2 29 the same thing as 2 30? When it comes to time, yeah, but when it comes to uh, breaking one's fast, you're not going to give it one minute earlier if it's not this man yet. You might give it one minute later, okay? The cool amir amino like duck to be makel, to tell me it's 16 instead of 16 and four fifths. 
Are we going to say that? Ravasi, Ravashi, Ravasi says, really a person takes up one complete amal. We're back to that. All right? And listen to this, it's Gishmak. Rabbi Yechanan is not taking, when he says the 20, uh, when he says his 16, he's not taking into account the amount of space that people sit in. So, you have, you have the circumference, you have people sitting inside the circumference, and then he's telling us the space inside up until the people, not including, uh, not including the person itself. Okay? So, we're leaving out that space. In other words, when people are sitting outside the circumference, they're not taking up space in there. When people are sitting inside the circumference, they, uh, they are taking up space. Says the Gemara, but still, one second. So how much space do we have over here? What, what's the math over here? How many amas does the, is the minimum measurement of a sukkah, according to Rabbi Yehuda now? Tamni sre. You're going to end up with 18, because each person's taking up 24, you're losing one-third of it, so now you need a sukkah that's 18 amas. So we should say that um, the a sukkah should be enough by 16 of In other words, like this, is gishmak. What we just wiggled out of by changing where the people are sitting is saying like this. The real measurement of a sukkah is 17 of orfits. When Rabbi Yechanan says it's the measurement of 24 people, but not including their location, the location that they're sitting in, and they're going to be taking up an amma in way. So what just happened is that they, Rabbi Yehud is basically saying your circumference of a kosher sukkah needs to be 18 amas. Really? It's 17 and four fifths. Because we're going up until the people sitting inside the circumference. Now it makes sense. Because Rabbi Yechanan's opinion, where he says 24 people, is taka l'chumra. He's saying, yeah, the minimum measurement is 17 and four fifths. A bird. Make it 18. Make it 18. Lie duck. Don't be exact. Okay. That's one way to understand Rabbi Yechanan's statement of 24 people. Viter. Rabbanon, the Kisri, Ramadu, Dayari, the Kisri, Ami, the Rabbanon of Kisaria. Some say with the Elam Kisaria, they say, Igule, Dinafik, Migu, Rivua, Riva. That when you have a circle inside of a, uh, when you have a circle inside of a square, you're always going to lose uh, one quarter. Okay? You're always going to lose one quarter. Let's turn to Amud Bays. So now, Rivua, when you have a perfect square, the Nafik that is inside Migoi Igula, inside of the circle, Palga. So that cuts it off by one half. The, the inside, the perimeter, when you go around the, the, a complete side of a square, that's inside of a circle. So I have, I have my circle on the outside, that's my complete circumference. And then I have my square inside. You're, you're um, going to lose up to a half of the area. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Go do the math. It's not the way it works. You never find that when you have a circle and a square inside the circle, the additional amount outside that square is going to be Double of the amount inside, right? Half, half inside the square, it's going to be half? No. It's not, granted, when you round the base, you take up more space. You're not doubling the area that you're doing, and therefore, we don't follow that, a, we, we don't follow that opinion. All right. Kvaldik, end of that discussion. Let's keep going. All right. We may, we may even, uh, uh, the, the, the next part is much easier. Here we go. Tan uh, Not yet. Not yet, Tan Rabban. Two dots. Rav Levi says the name of Rav Meir. You have two sukras of Yaitzim. What is a Yaitzer? A Yaitzer. Yeah. Should be like clay in the hands of a potterer. Somebody who works in clay. So, when you have two people who, we'll just call them... Uh, Potheads. <laughs> okay, two potheads. Um, uh, two people who create, you know, and they have storefronts. One is inside of the other. Okay? What does it mean one is inside of another? What it means is that Amol Gitzayt and people weren't so fancy where they lived in one place and they had a storefront somewhere else. So they had their outside market and then they lived in the inner room. All right? 
The inside one that's meant for a, like real living, um, you can't. That roof is considered a permanent roof, and you're obligated to put up a mezuzah. The outer one, which you're only there for business, it is beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, business is not permanent. Right, a person goes to business and they're temporarily, and that, that's that's not it's not why I'm in this world. It's not why I'm here. Right, any time a person goes to their office, it's that's temporary. It's temporary. I don't belong here. I don't belong, belong at home. I belong in shul. I don't belong here. This is not here. So the covering can be kosher schach, and you're put from a zuzah because it's temporary. It's not a deal. Why? Granted, it's not a permanent dwelling place, but guess what? If you have a fence with a tzura sapesach, you're obligated to put up a mezuzah. Right? So, why is this any less? Says the Gemara, Yeah? I'll tell you the difference. The hut that they would work in, this outer room, is not kaveya. As opposed to a gate, mamish of a house, that's there for, uh, for permanence, um, it was, uh, it's more kavua, you get obligated in mezuzah. Rashi explains like this. Rashi says even more, really. Rashi says that people don't mo- move from where they live as fast as they move from where they work. And therefore, even if a person puts up a hut to work somewhere, that you know you're going to be moving on. Okay? As opposed to a, uh, you know, an entranceway or a gate, a gatehouse, something of that sort. So that is more permanent. Okay. Tanurabanan, the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Ganbach, a sukkah ganbach, gewaldic. What is a sukkah ganbach? So ganbach is an acronym. What is that? Sukkah's goyim, the sukkah of a goy. Says Rashi, a summer hut. That's a sukkah of a goy, a summer hut. Sukkah's noshim, the sukkah of women. What does it mean, a sukkah of women? The women used to sit outside, hang out together, uh, instead of sitting on the park bench by the playground, they would make a little uh, hut for themselves, and that became, you know, where they would sit and, and sew while they would schmooze. Sukkah's behema, the sukkah of a behema. What is this? This is, we'll call this a barn without walls, right? It's meant for uh, the, the animals to rest and, and be protected from the sun. Sukkah's kusim, the sukkah of Kusim, okay, um, where they were water carriers, so on and so forth. Um, sukkah mikol makam, or any sukkah at all. Now, what's sukkah mikol makam? You know, what is that, uh, what's that adding on? So Rashi says, we're going to explain. We'll get there in a moment. Um, all these things could be you, could be a sukkah, as long as you have kosher shach. Michael chasa, what does it mean? Kosher you have kosher shach. Amr b'chistav it's made the shame tale. Very important that the schach has to go up for the right with the right das, which is why if a, if a non-Jew puts up schach for a yid, the yid has to go put it up the shame tale. You just pick up your hand, you lift up the schach, and you do it the shame tale. It says Gemara, okay, we gave a whole list. Sukkah's ganbach, which is the sukkah of a guy, a summer home, a summer sukkah, a woman's a weaving thing, an animal shade, and then we said any type of sukkah. Shkayach. Says the Gemara, sukkah mikomokam asuyamai. What is the sukkah mikomokam coming to include? Says the Gemara, la suye sukkahs rakbash. It's coming to include a sukkah not only of ganbach, but even a sukkah of reish kof beishin. What in the world is a sukkah rakbash? Listen closely. Gavaldik dun rabbonon. Because the rabbis learned that's why they're rabbis. Sukkahs rakbash. What is a sukkahs rakbash? That is sukkahs rayim, the sukkah of shepherds. Okay, what is the sukkah of shepherds? Uh, the, some, a little hut that the shepherds would, would build. They would be out in the fields with their sheep. And they needed to protect themselves from the, from the sun, right? So sukkah's royim, sukkah's kayotzim, also sukkah's kayotzim. Sukkah's kayotzim, where Rashi explains, fascinating. People very often ate their figs dried more than fresh. And the way they dried them out was by laying them out in the sun. And they needed to be very careful about animals. So they were like human scarecrows. And they would stay out to make sure that the figs were all drying evenly, appropriately. The animals weren't coming. Okay? Sukkah Shemre Peris. The Sukkah of Shemre Peris. 
Okay, those who would watch Sukkas Hamim Peres. Sukkas Borgonen. Thank you. Sukkas Borgonen. Borgon. What's a Borgon? Those um, city guards. Okay, a Borgon. People who would sit at the engines of the city in their towers, and but uh, not in a tower because that's more permanent. They would have these temporary guard booths for the guards. The Shimer Sukkas Shimeri Peres. The sukkah of Shaimrei Peris, okay, um, which uh, also is, we'll call him a human scarecrow, okay. Sukkah mikomakam kshera. Ubabashem zechel chazochat. As long as the sukkah is put up properly. Michael Chasa, Amr Chista, Musha, Solitzel. It's put up the shame sale. Sukkah mikomakam la suyemai. Same question over here. We said a sukkah by Ganbach, what's that coming to include? These additional sukkahs, Ragbash. But now by Sukkot's Ragbash, it says Sukkot Mikomokom. So by the Ragbash, what's Mikomokom going to include? says Gemara, Sukkot's Gambach. It's coming to include the original four that we mentioned. Okay, now interesting. Interesting. We have one Bryce that says the Sukkot Gambash, and then it says Sukkot Mikomokom. Ragbash, and then Sukkot Mikomokom. The other Bryce says Sukkot's Gambach and Sukkot Mikomokom. Why is one picking one over the other? Okay? says the Gemara, high tone of the Gambach. The Tana that mentions the sukkahs, right, the, the first four that we mentioned, he says that the reason why he wants to mention Gambach, the reason why he likes those ideas better, is because they're kaveya. They're there all the time. Okay? The katoni mikomakam, and then he says, that, by the way, these, I'm going to mention these, but really other types, even lesser ones, are okay as well, lasui rakbash deloikvi, to include these rakbash that are not kaveya. Okay? Now, um, I would think that these things are not included because maybe the fact that they're meant to be moved all the time makes it that even their schach doesn't apply protection. Okay? Okay? He says, he lists the Rakbash more than the Gambach. He says, listen, the people who live in these things, the shepherd, the fig watcher, the shimer of the city, these are all men who are obligated in sukkah. But the Gambach, which is the sukkah's goyim, the sukkah's nashim, right? They were dealing with people that aren't obligated in sukkah. So I would say that, that uh, um, I would think that it's not a kosher sukkah. So, v'talamikomakum, lasuyi gambach, t'lav nechi yuvenenu. To include even sukkahs gambach, which are made for people who are not nechi yuvenenu, period, to that. That's the end of davches. All right, so, I think we got some, some korkot over here. It's kedai de chazer. We did cover a lot of ground. Uh, we're up to, to Be'ashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with davches. We're now one full blood ahead. And uh, hopefully this will allow us to stay on pace. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.